Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. You need to take the time and get the full picture. I mean, they rip my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. Goodness sake, Seth, keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not America's This is the Annie Fry Show. And welcome back to the show. We're going to be joined here in a moment by DeRoy Murdoch. I'm looking forward to it. And if you want to reach the show, you can. It's very easy. Hop on YouTube, which is good because we have the YouTube live chat pull up. Do you find yourself removing your speech filter the older you get? I think it's very good. Um, I say yes for me, absolutely. And if you want to participate in that, it would be good to get in on the poll. If you want to find me guest hosting here for Andy Fry, Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook would be a great way to do that. Joining us now, a nationally syndicated columnist, a member of Project 21, and a Fox News contributor, DeRoy Murdoch. Thank you for coming on to 97.1 FM Talk. Uh, great. Happy New Year to be with you and your listeners. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, so Harvard University's president, Claudine Gay resigning, and it's such an interesting controversy. She wasn't on the job all that long to begin with. There were other red flags that were already raised leading into this, but then it was her testimony that many looked at as anti-Semitic and allowing anti-Semitism on the campus of Harvard, and on top of that, what really takes her down is plagiarism. So mm-hmm. I wanted to um, discuss this. What's the big deal about plagiarism anyway? Because that's what some of the pundits are basically saying. That's astonishing because uh, and anybody who's been to college and maybe even high school or maybe even junior high understands that when you write an academic paper, term paper, certainly it's something as big as a dissertation or even a book, uh, it's perfectly okay to quote other people, other scholars, other uh, previous research, whatever it is, speeches, articles, but you always have to put quotation marks around whatever you use and, and then comma said Sam Jones, said Sarah Smith, said George Washington, said Abraham Lincoln, said uh, George S. Patton, whatever it might be. Uh, and uh, as long as you do that, that's fine. That's what, what to me is so baffling about this is how easy it is to avoid 
charges of plagiarism. You know, before, when I was in high school, I used to think plagiarism meant if that any time you wrote a paper or anything, every thought in it had to be original, every concept in it had to be something nobody ever had seen before, like like splitting the atom back in 1944. That's not the case. You can write an op-ed, pa- uh, rather a term paper or a dissertation, or whatever, where you quote a bunch of different scholars and at the end say, you know, I agree with these people, I disagree with these other people. And basically you can do copy, paste, as long as you put quotation marks, comma, said so-and-so. That's it. It's that easy. So nobody was expecting Claudine Gay to come up with brand new concepts nobody ever seen and, and develop her own uh, individual uh, novel, uh, never before seen theory or conclusion or, or um, um, school of thought. All she had to do is put quotation marks around what she what she copied and pasted or paraphrased, and then say, you know, according to so and so or said such and such or as we read in such and such a book, it was that easy. And she couldn't do this. And and that basic lesson that we learn as as college freshmen or even as high school students, um, she violated not once or twice or three times because she was busy or you know hit send before she had a chance to to do proofreading. She did this fifty different times. And, you know, if you're a college freshman, that gets you in huge trouble. When you're president of Harvard University, we're not talking about some little, you know, small state school or, or technical college or whatever. This is Harvard University, and she's the president, and she does this 50 times. She absolutely deserved to get booted, and she should be ashamed of herself. And if they'd kept her on, I basically would say to everyone at Harvard University, go ahead, copy, paste, hand in, you know, uh, stolen uh, people's stolen thoughts, and that's okay. Uh, if they kept her around, that's basically the message I would have sent to everyone at Harvard and, frankly, everybody else in higher education. Well, let's talk about the message being sent, because some of the defense from her and the people around her is that you're essentially weaponizing plagiarism, which is racially motivated. You're doing this because there's some sort of, you're calling me out because there's some sort of racial motivation for it. Um, When we look at that, how dangerous is it to go down that road and to try to, I guess, double down on your wrong actions to say that, no, it's actually you that needs to uh, evaluate your position? Yeah, there's nothing racist about this. I mean, she got in trouble for a couple of things. One is plagiarism, of course, and the other is her testimony on Capitol Hill regarding anti-Semitism on college campuses. She uh, testified before a House committee, uh, and, and Congresswoman Elise Stefanik of upstate New York asked her, as well as the presidents of MIT and, and the University of Pennsylvania, uh, does it violate your campus speech codes for somebody to run around and say, hey, we should uh, commit genocide against the Jews? And rather than say, yeah, that's awful, you can't say that, uh, which is, hey, let's kill the Jews on campus and everywhere else, uh, they hemmed and hawed and they wrung their hands and, well, it depends on the context and, you know, what did the person mean or will this be uh, action or just words? If the question had been, uh, is it a, a violation of a campus speech code to say, let's round up all the blacks and, and lynch them, the answer would have been, of course, that's terrible. You can't say that. And that's a hate crime and we'll throw you off campus the second you say such a thing. But you mentioned Jews and all of a sudden, well, they're not so sure and it depends and who knows what the context is. And I mean, the, the, the inability of these uh, three college um, presidents to answer that question clearly just was utterly appalling. And that's the first thing that got Claudine Gay in trouble. It also cost the job of Liz McGill, the president of of MIT, or forgive me, of University of Pennsylvania. And guess what? She's white. So this is, has nothing to do with the race. This has to do with being soft on genocide and also, as we said earlier, engaging in rampant uh, plagiarism on the part of uh, Claudine Gay. Right. Can I play a clip from CNN from you? This is commentator Matt Egan, and I wanted to get your reaction to it because I'm so interested in hearing the defenses of her right now. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a 
about uh, 30 seconds. We should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. Uh, she's been accused of sort of a, more like uh, copying uh, other people's writings without attribution. So it's been more sloppy ap- attribution than stealing anyone's Copy. ideas. Judge, what is the definition of plagiarism? <laughs> I, I have to close my mouth before I can answer that, Dana. Plagiarism is actually that. It's the taking of other people's ideas and words. All right. So the first part you heard CNN's Matt Egan. And then the second part was Fox reacting to it with uh, Judge Janine. So mm-hmm. let's look at that. So basically, the argument to try to defend Claudine Gate is that there was no ill intention. Oh, she just either forgot to do it or she wasn't trying to claim it as her own. But does that even matter in a case like this? Well, look, it's like saying, well, you know, she didn't commit arson. She just covered the front porch with gasoline and threw a match on it. Uh, <laughs> you know, she didn't kill anybody. She just put a, a, a knife in his heart and stopped beating. I mean, this is the definition of plagiarism is copying people's words and not attributing them, period. So, yeah, that's plagiarism. She did what exactly is the definition of that word. You're not allowed to do that in academia or anywhere else. And if you do, you get in trouble. And again, if it happened once or twice, okay, she's busy. Maybe it's four in the morning and she's turning in a paper and she's exhausted and forgot to do some proof check, uh, proofreading, fine, you let it slide if it's once or twice. But when it's 50 times, that is a, a pattern of academic malpractice. And to have uh, not just uh, some freshman or sophomore do this, but the president of Harvard University do this is completely, totally, utterly unacceptable. Um, I will add one interesting note is what, what impact this might have on the uh, presidential election. Um, this creates a vacancy uh, of, at a very prestigious place. So one of the questions is, uh, if Joe Biden wants to get himself in a better position, what does he do with Kamala Harris? I tell you what he does is try to get her to be president of Harvard University. She then has a very uh, prestigious uh, face-saving exit from the White House, and somebody else can step into the presidency, and then he quietly can leave without having the Kamala problem. I don't know if that'll take place, but boy, if it did, wouldn't that be fascinating? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Oh, boy, that's quite the carrot to dangle in front of her. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, that's a fascinating idea. Uh, you know, and there are some other instances, not just on universities, but journalists get caught with this, too. Sometimes they will steal other people's work and even at high levels at major networks. And mm-hmm. when we find these things happening, we normally call them out for what it is. So what do you think a case like this, when it comes to blatant plagiarism on a university campus, could have across other job fields? Do you think that people are just going to be on higher alert for stolen work in hopes to perhaps make sure we stop this practice? Uh, I think people are going to be a lot more careful about this as they should be. Um, I know I'm very careful in my articles. If I don't say blah, 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 said, you know, according to Newsweek or according to the L.A. Times or whatever, uh, I'll at least link to it. And it's very important. I think links in art in articles are kind of the Internet equivalent of, of footnotes. So it's very important. I always tell editors, don't take links out of my articles, leave them in. or You're basically putting me in a situation of plagiarism, which I do not want to be in. And that's not good for me or any of my publications. So but I think people will be more careful about this. Some people may go may start going back and looking at, at the work of, uh, of particularly controversial uh, academic and other leaders see if they engaged in, in plagiarism. And uh, this, as you say, has gotten other people in trouble. Doris Kearns Goodwin had some uh, uh, quotations in some of her books or articles that weren't attributed. She, I think, got knocked off air. I think she basically they gave her like a hiatus and she was able to go back to CNN or MSNBC, but she got in trouble for that. Um, and then you've got uh, another uh, author. He wrote uh, Band of Brothers. I'm getting a blank right now, unfortunately, on his name, but a uh, very well-regarded uh, author who wrote a lot about World War II. And unfortunately, towards the end of his life, there were some article, uh, some uh, comments that were not attributed. He said that his research uh, students, his uh, uh, research uh, students doing research with him, I guess, forgot to do that. But you know, that was still his responsibility, and he had to apologize for that. Unfortunately, he died not long afterwards. That left him with a bit of a tarnished reputation, which is too bad because he had been so well regarded before that. You know what the sad thing, and one of the sad Stephen things. Stephen Ambrose, named Stephen Ambrose, it finally came to me. I oh. met Stephen Ambrose, who's talking, who's a magnificent writer, and I love his work and recommend Band of Brothers and many others. But but towards the end of his life, that popped up and and took a bit of the shine off his reputation, which is too bad. Another thing that I think people are recognizing is just how much money these university presidents are making, and she gets to keep all of it. So what was it, nine hundred thousand dollars? She gets to walk away um, from. I think it's eight hundred seventy-nine thousand, and she keeps her professorship, so they're not kicking her off campus. She's going to, uh, you know, she keeps the same amount of money, and she'll have less responsibilities. So, in a certain sense, she'll have a lot more free time. So, this may oh, be, uh, you know, a, a pure. It's not a punishment. <laughs> it's not a, not a punishment, punishment at all. Yeah, it's a small gain, really. <laughs> I know. Okay, if people wanted to read your work and find you online, where can they go? Uh, well, Google me, and you'll see my stuff at uh, Daily Caller at American Spectator, at Newsmax. I'm a contributing editor with National Review online, so go to nationalreview.com. You'll see articles of mine there going back to about the year 2000, so probably about 23, 24 years worth of uh, op-eds on almost every controversial topic that's popped up between the year 2000 and today online. And you know, my stuff goes all the way back to 19, uh, oh, all the way back to 1979, if you can check the archives of uh, Paul Virginia High School. I've been writing about, I've been doing this for about uh, 45 years now. Believe it or not. The high school records. <laughs> yeah, writing the same stuff over the... and over. And unfortunately, nobody ever listens and nobody ever learns. <laughs> I know. What was the popular topics when you were in high school? What was what was your big article? Well, back then, I um, you know, I've obviously wrote about stuff on campus, like, you know, we need more vending machines. But I wrote about national stuff. I wrote about the SALT II Treaty. I wrote articles about why Ronald Reagan needed to replace Jimmy Carter. Uh, I wrote about um, uh, busing, mandatory integration, uh, all kinds of stuff. And then I did some music reviews and movie reviews and stuff like that, too.
Now, the high school kids write articles about the use of the word Riz, and that's like, that's their article. It's like, <laughs> okay, you here's go. what's in the lexicon. You're in there yeah. talking about foreign policy in, in domestic policy as a high school student. We've come a long okay. way. I got to say, uh, the standards may have been lowered a little bit over the years. How, how far from the caves we've crawled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DeRoy Murdoch, thank you so much for joining us. A member of Project 21. You can find his work online, Daily Caller, Fox News contributor, nationally syndicated columnist. Thank you for coming on to St. Louis and 97.1 FM Talk. And I will be on Fox News Channel today about 3.30 on, on Fox News Channel and Fox Business about uh, 4.45, 4.30. So you can see me twice on Fox today. Real quick, I'm curious how that works in the background. How early do you have to report to be on camera for a national hit like that? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, it's usually get it's good to get there for makeup and whatnot. You know, fifteen minutes earlier. Uh, I once un- unfortunately took the hopped on the wrong subway train and went in the wrong direction, and I actually sat down in the chair as uh, uh, Ashley Webster was saying. Now here's DeRoy Murdoch just as my butt hits the chair. So it's it's been in worst case scenario it can be within about two seconds of going on camera. So I don't you're Robin that, Williams but... in uh, Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's happened a couple of times. I, I prefer to have more uh, you know, lead time, but that's happened a couple of times. Well, I, you know, I was under the impression you had to be there like two hours early or something, but maybe no, they only do no. that for the lowly guests, not the big names like you. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, if, if people have not been on TV much, they probably want to give you time to you know, calm down and lower your blood pressure. But uh, those of us do this a lot. We can, we can stroll in a couple minutes before and things, will, it could be things usually don't sure. fall apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. DeRoy Murdoch, uh, again, we'll look for your appearances on Fox today. Thank you for coming on to St. Louis here. You bet. Thanks, and thanks for having me on, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. I'm Ryan Recker, filling in for Annie Fry. Great show so far today. I believe Annie's going to be back uh, tomorrow. And when we come back, there is this one project in Belleville with them wanting to put a solar farm on cemetery grounds. A little controversial in the area. Plus, uh, speaking of moving, Sean Hannity says... Goodbye, New York. Hello, Florida. We're going to discuss that as well. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.